What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan from Fireside Knicks, and while the Knicks are coming off of back-to-back -back losses, wasn't really their best showing over the last two days. You know, it looked like they had a, they had some life in that Kings game, but ultimately they fell short. Um, you know, it's easy to overreact to losses after you've you know gone on a nine-game winning streak. You know, we have been unfamiliar with losing as of late, uh, so we're kind of back to uh, having to deal with losses. But um, you know, overall. Not having Jalen Brunson is definitely affecting this team, right? And it's hard to it's hard to imagine that this team was going to perform well without Brunson. Uh, he's arguably their best player. Um, it's him or Randall, and the team is just different without Brunson on the court. It, it's it, they they just don't. It, the spacing is different. The offensive scheme is different. Things just don't run as fluidly. Um, but with that being said, we have a lot to talk about about those last two games. A lot to talk about with the upcoming schedule. Uh, but with that being said. First off, Dylan, how are you doing? And then number two, what did you see in those last two games uh, that you know you think are positives, negatives, just anything you, you you in particular you think was important is important to talk about? Right. So I'm doing good. First off, and uh, you know the two losses kind of stink. You know it sucks to see the winning streak end against Charlotte out of all teams, but you knew at some point the winning streak was going to end. You know that's just how sports are. Not all good things last forever, but you know obviously they've looked a little. Little lackadaisical the last two games. I don't know if it's fatigue or, you know, like you said, it might be because Brunson's out. So the team just looks different. <laughs> but, you know, clearly there is something different about this Knicks team right now. They just don't look the same as they did during that win streak. And, you know, I'm hoping that they can just turn around fast. I don't want to, you know, think too deeply into it because it is just two games. It's two losses. You know, eventually we, I think we all knew they were going to get cold. That's just how this, that's just how teams are. They get cold at some point. So, you know, I know Brunson played a little bit last night against Sacramento. He was doing great in the first half and then had to, had to get taken out for that foot again. I don't know what's up with that. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. You know, hopefully Brunson's okay to play tomorrow against the Clippers. We can hope for that. But for right now, we have to just look at what, what, what could happen if he doesn't play again. And, you know, like you mentioned, they don't look the same. I know, like... Randall's probably exhausted. He's played every single game this year, and he's played a lot of minutes in all those games. You know, I'm not trying to be the one using the, the fatigue factor because I know at the end of the day they still have to win these games, but it's clear that the energy is a little bit down. I think that's clear. I think, you know, the two dogfight wins against Miami and Boston definitely put a little bit of, like, exhaustion on them because, you know, one of them was a double overtime game, and they played a lot of minutes, and they were both – and. Uh, in the Boston game, they were shorthanded, so a lot of guys had to play a lot more minutes than they typically do. So, you know, looking at like things like that, I'm just hoping that they can bounce back against the Clippers tomorrow. They got a big game right there again, you know, before they uh, play, I think, the Lakers after that. So looking at looking ahead, let's just hope Brunson's okay enough to play because clearly they need him. They clearly need him. I know Quickly's been fine as a starter, but he was, you know, he wasn't good last night. You know, I know he came off the bench. He kind of had to suddenly play more minutes in the second half, but he had a bad night last night. I think almost pretty much almost everyone had a bad night last night, except for like Josh Hart and Quentin Grimes had a good night too. Barrett had 25 points, but on bad efficiency. So, you know, we just hope that Brunson's okay because he's clearly the difference maker. You know, he, like you mentioned the spacing. He clearly, when he's on the floor, the spacing is much better. He facilitates the offense better. When he's not on the floor, it's kind of a bit of a struggle, you know, because they try to run the offense through Randall, and I think we all know Randall is not the tightest ball handler in the planet. So, you know, doing that has clearly, you know, hurt us a little bit. We've, But, you know, I will say this, though, on the positive side, 
you know, I'll give credit to the Knicks where it's due last night because they were they were faced with quite a bit last night. You know, down 21 at one point in the game against Sacramento. They didn't have Jalen Brunson in the second half. It looked like they were going to be dead in the water for the rest of the game. They came back. You know, they, they tied the game in the fourth quarter. Looked like they had a good chance to win because they, they actually outscored Sacramento both in the third and fourth quarter. So they played a lot better in the second half. But that first half was just so rough that it's tough to come back from. And, you know, making a big comeback like that, is also exhausting. So that probably also played a factor into it as well. I'll give credit, you know, they did fight and you know, they never they clearly are still never out of games. So I'll also give them that. You know, that that leaves me a little hopeful that they can bounce back against the Clippers, but you know, we shall see. I think it really all depends on the health of Brunson and you know how how guys like RJ Barrett will step up, how they'll respond, how like Julius Randle will respond, and like you know Josh Hart as well. He had 15 rebounds last night, which was a really good performance. Almost had a triple double. You know he had 9.7 assists as well. He was basically doing it all last night. But yeah, just looking forward. Hopefully, you know we get the pieces we need because we have a big stretch coming up, and this is the big stretch right here. This is kind of the the stretch right here to see where we're going to finish in standings. So. We need our guys healthy. We need our guys to perform when, when we're not healthy. We need everybody to perform really just, just what we were doing during the win streak, really. You need to keep them playing like that. You know, we knew the team was going to get cold. I don't think anyone's shocked about that. But, you know, we want we want this cold streak to end like now. We need it to end quickly because we need to get back on track and get back to winning so we can enter the playoffs on a hot streak and not in a cold streak. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned just how the offense runs when it's running through Brunson versus running through Randall. You know, I know that people are going to look at it and say, you know, Randall is only good because of Brunson, but I think that's the wrong conclusion to draw. You know, being capable of running and having an offense run through you is just, it's so much different than just your how good you are at basketball, right? Like, look, you know, there are, there are plenty of like power forwards or, or big men or, 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 you know, larger players who just you can't run the offense with them because they're, they're they're you know as you mentioned they're not they're not primary ball handlers you can't you can't rely on them to be primary ball handlers that's not part of their skill set uh, and that doesn't make them not good that doesn't make them frauds you know that just means that that's not their skill set right and, and that's what it comes down to right the Knicks need to make sure that their guys are are, are um, handling things the right way and making sure that their guys are you know put in the best position to succeed and, and Brunson is a huge part of that um, you know an- another thing uh, I saw in that Kings game is just that you kind of have to ask everyone to do a lot more. And as you mentioned, you know that they they came off of a dog fight against the Celtics. I mean, that game was that was an exhausting matchup. That was an exhausting game, right? And then you come out and you have to play the Hornets. That team fell apart in the second half uh, or in the third quarter, excuse me. Um, well, I guess the second half. Um, and it wasn't. It looked like they were gassed. It looked like against the Kings, they just the Kings were just the better team right now. Like the Kings facing a Jalen Brunson less. Knicks team they're just the better team at that point and that's what it looked like they were just the better team there's not really much you can do about that right you just got to pray that they're that they're not on their game and that's not what happened De'Aaron Fox was on his game to close it out and you know Sabonis was able to give them an efficient 24 uh point triple double so there was just a lot there are just things you can't control and those are that's one of those things you can't control but Looking kind of a little bit more ahead here, you know, the Knicks are number one, going to need good news on Jalen Brunson. And then number two, they're, they're going to need to figure out, you know, how to how to kind of recuperate and kind of re, and kind of recollect themselves because this isn't the end of the world, right? Losing two games, it is not the end of the world. That the Knicks, you know, going nine, they're, they're nine and two over the last 11 games, right? Regardless of the timing of those losses or the timing of those wins, they are still nine and two in their last 11 games. They're still red hot in terms of, you know, just, on the field, on the court performance. So, you know, kind of looking a little bit more ahead here, 
I, I think the offense is still capable of scoring a lot of points. I think the offense is still capable of doing the job. They just need to, I, and they're matching up against teams that I view they're better than even without Brunson. Like this team isn't just the 2021 Knicks without Brunson. They're a better version of the 2021 Knicks. They have a matchup against the Clippers. That'll be a tough game. But then, you know, you're facing you're facing the Lakers. You're facing Portland. The Lakers, they don't have LeBron there right now. Uh, Portland has Damian Lillard, who is probably going to drop an obscene amount of points in that game because that's just what Damian Lillard has done this year. Um, but you feel like you should win those games. So uh, for the Knicks, at least for now, it's about just controlling what you can control, which is beating teams you're better than, right? You know, if you get good news on Brunson, you feel a lot better about that Clippers game. But looking ahead here, if the Knicks go 2-1 and one in these next three games, you feel pretty good about things. I, I don't know if you disagree here. No, I, I agree. If you go two and one over this next stretch, you know, that's 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 good. You know, I, I take that because, you know, like I said, you know, I mentioned this before, you know, you said they're still red hot, but you know, obviously they're still red hot in the grand scheme of things, but of course, you know, two straight losses and the two ugly losses really at that because they were both bad, you know, pure meltdowns at some point in the game. You know, the second half against Charlotte and the first half against Sacramento was not good. So looking at that, you know, obviously it's not the smoothest brand of basketball. So of course they they're a little bit colder now, but you know, like you said, a two and one stretch of the next three, you definitely take. And like you said, also, you gotta, you gotta, you feel like you gotta win some of these games because Clippers is a tough game. You know, I admit that that could really go either way. It depends really on the health of Brunson, of course, again, but that could go either way. Kawhi and Paul George are still there, you know, and now they have Russell Westbrook. Who knows what he'll do to us, but. You know, looking at that, and then you also said, you know, the Lakers—they don't have LeBron. They still have AD. He's a tough guy, but you know, they don't have LeBron. The Lakers are, you know. Not great team this year, so you feel like you got to win that one. Portland, you know, same thing. They have Damian Lillard, you know, and they'll also be facing an old friend in Cam Reddish. But you know, you feel like you got to win that because you know that when you look at the teams overall, we're better than them. I think we are at least. So looking at that, yeah, of course they got they got to win those games. You know, and a good two and one stretch would be will be good, yes, because then you know after that they had. I saw a thing like after the Boston game, they had like the 23rd hardest schedule left in the for the rest of the season, which is you know it was a great sign because then that means you know we can call it, we have a good opportunity to close out the season strong. And I know at the end of the season they have games against like Indiana, they have a game against Washington, they have a game against like New Orleans, you know teams that they're not not like bad teams, but teams that were better than so like teams that you gotta you gotta take advantage of when you have them on the schedule and beat them, but. You know, just looking ahead, I I'm looking forward to a good stretch. I'm I'm, I'm going to remain optimistic because I know they have they haven't had Brunson these past few games. They only had a Brunson for a half last night, so you know I don't want to I don't want to be like oh they had Brunson that game. They only had him for a half. You know, and quite frankly, if we had Brunson in the second half, we probably could win that game because we would have our clutch guy down the stretch. We didn't have that yesterday, and that's kind of what hurt us because I mean. Sacramento kind of gave us the chances down the stretch. You know, they weren't hitting their shots as much. You know, we were we started to hit shots. We were getting lots of rebounds. You know, the rebounding battle wasn't even a, wasn't even a close close one at all. We we out rebounded them. I think like fifty eight to forty two overall, and like twenty three to six on the offensive boards. We took over in that regard. So we were getting the, we were given the opportunities. We just didn't capitalize on them. So looking ahead to the next games, they need to capitalize on the opportunities if they're given them. If they're given the opportunities like they were against. Uh, Sacramento, they need to do the same thing and actually capitalize this time against like LA and uh, Portland and you know all the other teams ahead. That's a big thing right there. They weren't they weren't hitting the shots down the stretch. So you know if they can just be better down the stretch than of games, then that's a big thing going forward. And I'm hoping that they can clean that up as we move into you know LA teams in Portland and head back home and stuff like that.
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, end of the day, for me at least, I, 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 view, the, I, I view the New York Knicks as a team that has been resilient all year. You know, this team has risen to the occasion when, when, when they've been asked to rise to the occasion. Um, you know, this team has played excellent basketball for the majority of the season, right? It, it, it feels like, you know, these last two losses have a lot to do with just not having Jalen Brunson there. And I'm not making excuses, right? You know, end of the day, even without Jalen Brunson, you should beat the Hornets. I, I mean, I, I kind of am making an excuse for that Kings game. Not to, not to like downplay the Kings win. Of course, they are an excellent basketball team. And I don't want to take away from that. But I do think Jalen Brunson plays a factor. I think it does change the outlook of that game a little bit. Maybe they don't win it, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it definitely, you can't guarantee that the same outcome would happen of the Kings winning. Uh, but as you mentioned, you know, th- this team has to kind of just put it back together. You know what I mean? This team just has to, you know, do what it's done all year, which is, you know, take a punch to the face and get right back up and, and, and keep and keep swinging, right? Because that's what they've done all year. That's why they're in the position they're in right now. They That hot streak is why they're the fifth seed right now. And, and you know, Looking at it, it, it does does this hurt their fourth seed chances? Absolutely. I feel like at this point, you look at the fourth seed and it's a pipe dream, right? You know, which sucks. It does, right? You know, it, it would have been great to have uh, an opportunity to play for the fourth seed, uh, but it, it just feels like that's kind of drifting away from the New York Knicks at this point. They also have to hope that they can keep Brooklyn off their tails. You know, Brooklyn's playing Minnesota tonight. You know, they're, they're now tied in the loss column. So you, you have to hope that the Knicks can kind of, um, you know, uh, turn things around and as the Nets have kind of turned things around lately and, and stave off of uh, being the sixth seed because then you have a tough matchup against the 76ers squad that's looked really good lately. Um, and quite frankly, it ended end up being the Celtics as well. And while Yes, we beat the Celtics without Brunson. We've, we've taken three out of four. You know, regular season basketball and postseason basketball, it's not the same thing, right? Like, if Grant Williams is still struggling, he's not playing in the, in the postseason. He's not going to get rotational minutes. Um, you know, teams just, they shrink the rotations. So, there's an, they're an incredibly tough matchup in the postseason. Looking ahead, uh, kind of looking into, you know, certain guys that I think have, have to kind of have to kind of figure things out. Like, R.J. Barrett, I think, had, had, had something going for him post-All-Star break. I think it was kind of finding that new role where it's like, okay, I'm not the number one option on this team. I'm not the number two option on this team. I'm going to play good defense and I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get shots when I could get them. And, 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 I, and, I, and it's reduced volume, increased efficiency, better defense. You feel like it's a better version of RJ Barrett, but the last two games feels it, you know, it hasn't been as good for him. And it's been a lot of inefficient high points, low efficiency, right? Kind of what you saw from R.J. Barrett towards the end of last season. Um, and that, that's kind of what R.J. Barrett's played like without Jalen Brunson, right? And, and I'm not saying that to say that R.J. Barrett can only play well at Jalen Brunson, but it is notable that R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson have pretty good chemistry with each other. And I, I do view R.J. Barrett as someone who needs to be uh, in an offensive system where he isn't asked to carry the offense. You know, I, I know that he struggled all year, and I know that, you know, we talk about him a lot, but that's just because he's that important to this team you know do you think that it's Jalen Brunson not being there that's causing his struggles do you think it's a matter of just you know it's it's just continuing to be it's continuing inconsistencies or do you think there's another factor in here that I haven't mentioned with RJ Barrett yet right so you know I think Jalen Brunson plays a huge role to be honest because like I mentioned he's our closer you know last night we came back and we were it was a tie game I think with like you know five minutes left in the fourth but you know without Brunson on the floor you kind of just had a feeling like you know that this is going to be a tough one and that, you know, you're not so, you don't feel as confident that you're going to win that game because your closer's not on the floor. And I mean, you know, Sacramento has De'Aaron Fox, who's the only other player in the NBA who's more clutch than Brunson. So you kind of had a feeling like, you know, this is going to be tough. We don't have our closer right now. So this might not be an easy one to, to win at all. And sure enough, they didn't win it. 
you know, and I think having Brunson not out there was a huge reason why we didn't win it. And, you know, speaking of Barrett, you know, I like you said, we do talk about him a lot, but, it, you know, he is important to the team. He's supposed to be the guy that's supposed to, like, make, make you know, our big trio. He's supposed to make, like, the big three. He's supposed to be that formidable piece, you know, and he's had his ups and downs this year. He's had good games, but, you know, like you said, lately it's just been a lot of, like, bad efficiency. High number scoring, yes, of course, but bad efficiency. He's not shooting the three well at all whatsoever. You know, he's taking a lot of threes, and he's not hitting them, so that's that's hurting us right there in that regard. We're already not a great three-point shooting team, and I think with that, that's, you know, not a good not a good sign to see at all. I'm hoping, you know, he can turn it around. I'm still holding out that faith that he can do that. But, you know, I think RJ does play an important role too because, like, we need, we kind of need him to get going because, like, we've mentioned before, you know, if he gets going, that makes the difference from a good team to a great team for us. That's the big difference with it. He's the X factor. If he, if he can kick it up a notch, then we have a legitimate big three when we're, when we're healthy, of course. And, you know, when Brunson's out, we have a guy we can rely on to, make up the fill up that void and make up those missed buckets that we're not going to get from Brunson because he's not on the floor so you know having Barrett at his best is a big thing and you know I'm hoping he can turn it around I'm holding out that faith again like I said but you know I think at this point in the season we kind of know what version of RJ we got this year we didn't get the version we got of him last year where he was taking over games you know scoring 30 40 points consistently we don't have that version of him this year which you know is unfortunate but you have to kind of adjust with it and see what you can get out of him right now down this final stretch. If you can get that 30, 40 type guy again, then that's great. You know, but I do I think that's likely? No, I don't think that's likely. I think what we're going to see at best is, you know, 18, 20 points a game, hopefully on better efficiency, you know, and less shot, less shots being taken. I know right now he's taking a lot of shots, but that's probably because Brunson's not on the floor. But I think we saw like, you know, when Brunson was available and he was playing, Barrett started taking less shots and it was helping us in fact, because we were, you know, we were winning games. His shot diet got better and not saying like, oh, if Barrett's not taking shots, then that's great because, you know, we need Barrett to score. We do need him. That's not saying like, you know, he needs to take no shots. No, he needs to shoot the ball. He does need to score. But we also don't need him to take too many shots and not force shots because sometimes he has a tendency to do that, force layups or force three-pointers, you know. He doesn't have the, the smoothest three-point shot. He kind of has a flat arc on it. So, like, you know, I, we, don't, we can't really rely on him for perimeter scoring, if that makes sense. So, like, when, he, when he's not doing good in his strength inside, when he's forcing layups, you don't really have a good product out there on the floor and it's kind of tough to play him. You know, his defense has been improved over the break. So that's a big, re- that's a good thing right there. And it helps us be able to actually play him and keep him on the floor. But I think you saw before the all-star break, you know, he wasn't scoring good and he wasn't playing defense. And that's why he wasn't getting late minutes. That's why Josh Hart was playing those closing minutes. That's why Josh Hart was getting more minutes than RJ Barrett in general. That there's a reason for that. And I think it's a justified reason, you know. So looking at that. I think he's an, he's an integral piece. He's a very central piece, very key piece going forward. I'm hoping that he can turn it around and be, you know, the player that we had last last year with him. I don't think I don't think he'll end up being that same way. I feel like we're just going to have a slightly diminished product of that. I'm hoping we can get a good version of him because we need him in the playoffs because like I, I think I've mentioned this before, but you know, in the playoffs teams are going to scheme around Brunson and Randall. Teams are going to do that. So we need Barrett to step up and be the guy to force teams to actually focus on him as well and make it even more tougher to stop them, the three of them as a trio, Brunson, Randall, and uh, Barrett. Need make teams tougher for that. Because if, if, if Barrett's still struggling, 
and Brunson and Randall are boxed up in playoff matches, you know, that's that's a recipe for disaster because then we don't have many options to fall back on offensively. And then, you know, you can't win games if you can't score. You know, they always say defense wins championships, and I agree with that, but you also have to be able to score. So looking at that, we need we need RJ to step up big time, and I, I think you can agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, when you look at basketball, out of all the major sports, it feels like, you know, or at least the, the ones that I know the most about, uh, it feels like in, in basketball, you it's, it is the, it is in, it, integral to have both a good offense and a good defense. You cannot just have one or the other. It has to be both or else the postseason, you will fall apart. Um, and, and, you know, as you mentioned with Audrey Barrett, it's like he has to figure out the scoring. The three-point shot has to fall. These things can't, you know, can't continue because in the postseason, as you mentioned, you know, the Knicks are going to have to make some really tough playing time decisions, you know, if it comes down to it. If, if the Knicks are in the fourth quarter of a, of a tight playoff game, season's on the line, right? Let's say they're playing the Cavs in round one. It's a, a crucial game six or game seven. Josh Hart is, is going to get the, the floor right now over R.J. Barrett. You, you would want Josh Hart on that floor. You want him on that court um, because that's the, that's the guy you trust um, to positively impact the game the most. Um, and, and that's, but, but at the same time, that takes away a scoring option, right? Now you only have, you feel like you only have Brunson and Randall on the court who can create shots for themselves. Um, and while Grimes has shot creating abilities, it hasn't been consistent yet. You feel like it's still developing. He is just the year two player. Um, and you know, whether they maybe get quickly on the court who I know can create some shots for himself or not, you know, it, they're going to have to make tough decisions and RJ Barrett potentially. Um, and if RJ Barrett can figure things out, get his three point shot to fall a little bit more consistently, then that tough decision won't come down to not playing RJ Barrett. It'll come down to a good tough decision, which is, you know, having so many positive contributors at the wing spot or the, at the two and the three that you have to figure out which guys are going to play in the final minutes of the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Um, but you know, uh, Kind of looking looking at um, other factors that we saw or other key factors of this team. You know, I feel like we've I feel like we've kind of talked. I know you you hinted at this with Josh Hart, just how impactful he's been for the New York Knicks. Fifteen rebounds, three steals. I mean, yes, he only he only had nine points, sure, but he only took four shots, right? You know, that's just the style of basketball he plays, right? He's not going to be a guy again who lights up the uh, the points per game uh, stat category. There, he's not going to go out there and drop you know thirty a game, right? He's not going to be the guy who leads you in scoring. But he's going to be the guy who, who, I mean, he just provides this energy for this team. Um, you know, we've raved about him constantly because, quite frankly, I mean, he is he's a player you can rave about. And, and there's just new things to talk about with him every every time we come on this show. Um, you know, looking at Josh Hart, how do you think his role is going to, do you think he, I mean, I imagine he still comes off the bench for the Knicks um, as the season kind of dwindles and how we, as we enter the postseason. But do you think the Knicks consider starting him? Do you think the Knicks, you know, just use him as someone who comes off the bench and then close in the fourth quarter? How do you view Josh Hart's role in a postseason environment, kind of based on what we know with the roster right now? Right. So, you know, down the stretch, I imagine he'll continue to come off the bench just, just because of the way he's thrived in that role. And he's looked at, he's looked really good in that role. So why change it up on him? But come playoff time, I think it'll be a little bit of a different scenario. You know, I feel like they'll start him out on the bench in the playoffs, which, you know, would make sense because it's worked throughout the regular season. But if they notice like something, I feel like regardless, Grimes will see less minutes in the playoffs. And I don't think it's because like necessarily because of how he plays, but just because, you know, he's a year two player. There's massive inexperience with that. You know, and he's, he mostly spots up shoots on offense. We need guys that can kind of push the pace on offense. And I'm not saying Grimes can't do that because we, he has done it before. You know, we saw last night, Grimes had a nice stretch where he, 
made some tough layups, he was moving the ball, he made really nice passes, he hit a couple shots, that's great, you know, and it's great that we have a guy like that, but I do think just because, you know, Hart is more of a veteran, he's played longer, he kind of, the way his impact is really just overall on the offensive, the defensive, the rebounding, all that, I feel like regardless of where Hart is placed in the lineup, he's going to get more minutes than Grimes. I think that's a huge thing. He'll probably play more than Barrett too because, you know, you mentioned he'll he'll get those closing minutes, and I definitely agree. He's going to get those closing minutes. You know, it's going to be some sort of combination of, like, Brunson, Hart, Randall. You know, th- like, those guys you kind of know are going to be in the closing lineup. But then, like, center is kind of a question mark because, you know, Mitch is a great shot blocker, but, you know, he's not he's – not, he doesn't have the best feet on defense. He kind of fouls. He kind of struggles against offensive-minded centers. So then Hartenstein might might – play play those minutes and get that kind of player to guard but you know you also don't know if you want to play Grimes or Barrett in the other spot you don't know it's there's a there's a like you mentioned there's a lot of rotational decisions they have to make and they're key rotational decisions but they're also tough decisions they got to make because like I mentioned you know Brunson and Randall are going to be a part of closing laps you know they're going to and Josh Hart probably will be too it's the other spot it's like the shooting guard spot or the small forward spot and the center spot that are kind of like you're not entirely sure who's going to get the bulk of the closing minutes, you know, and it, I think it really just depends on what happens on this final stretch. I think like this final stretch right here, you're going to kind of get a get a sneak peek of what like playoff closing lamps will look like. Obviously, I don't think last night was a good example because we didn't have Brunson, so we kind of had to mix and match our options a little bit. But I think like, you know, if we get a big game down the stretch, you know, close game. And like, you know, we have our guys healthy and you see a certain rotation, you see a certain lineup out there and to close minutes and it works. I feel like that could be a sneak peek of what we could see in the playoffs. So, you know, just to wrap up the point, I'm not, I I can't really say if like Hart's going to start or not, because I personally, I like Hart and his role off the bench. I think it's worked out best for him. I think he's thrived in that role. I think he fits in that role really good and it makes the team much deeper just with him being being on that bench instantly makes the team deeper. So looking at that, you know, I like that, but I also wouldn't mind if he starts because he already does get closing minutes. So looking at playoffs, he could maybe get a start. I honestly don't know. I think, like I said, down this final stretch, you're kind of going to get a, get a look of that because, you know, Hart's, are, Hart's minutes are already going up. We, we saw Hart played like 32 minutes last night. He, you know, I'm pretty sure he averages like around 27 minutes or something like that. It's still a high number, but he played a lot of minutes last night. I know Brunson wasn't out there, but with the way Hart was playing, he was going to be out there regardless. You know, Hart was everywhere last night. So, you know, just looking at that, I am curious to see how Tom Thibodeau is going to work with that, but... Honestly, either way you put him, whether it's off the bench or starting, you're going to get a positive impact out of him. It's just a matter of when, where will he be in the lineup, and I think that's still up in the air. So, Yeah, you know, looking at like a potential playoff lineup, I, I think, you know, as you mentioned, having him come off the bench makes the most sense, but in a closing lineup, you can go like this, this closing lineup could be really damn good. You probably, you can go Brunson, Quickly, Hart, Randall, Robinson. That's, I mean... Not obviously they don't have a superstar player. I get that, right? Or, or they don't have a, not they don't have a superstar. They don't have an MVP, like a player who's going to win the MVP or anything like that. But that's that's five deep. That is those are five well above average NBA players, and a lot of those guys are really good NBA players. Um, you know that I think that'll play in a postseason environment. I think that'll be really hard to match up with the defense from quickly, the defense from Hart, the defense of Robinson, and then I think surrounding Randall and Brunson with guys who play really good defense 
is, I mean, that's going to be a huge, huge um, uh, benefit for the Knicks. As you mentioned, no disrespect to Quinn and Grimes. It's just a matter of if you're closing out a game, Quickly's the more, I feel like Quickly's the guy you trust more to get you, um, you know, high pressure buckets. If you got what I'm saying, he's a little bit yes, hotter. Yes. From and like, you know, something I've always said to like, Quickly's not afraid of the, of the big stage. I think he proved that in 2020 playoffs or 2021 when we, when we were the fourth seed, he pr- kind of proved that he had, he had a pretty good playoff stretch. I know he, overall his stat line was not pretty, but you know, he showed a little bit of flashes of confidence in that playoff series. He showed confidence this season where he can just take over games and, you know, do a bunch do a bunch of things that we haven't really seen out of him that you didn't know he could do, but apparently he can. So like I think, you know, seeing quickly will probably get a lot of, you know, the bulk of playing time come down that stretch. But, you know, I do like his role. I I I like where you can kind of insert quickly kind of anywhere. You can insert him, you know, point guard, shooting guard, starting point guard, starting shooting guard. You can kind of insert him anywhere in those guard slots because he plays really well in both those roles. So I'm interested to see how they do it with him. And like you said, you know, no disrespect to Quentin Grimes. It's just experience plays a factor. Experience definitely plays a factor into who's going to get minutes in the playoffs. And that's reasonably so. This is the playoffs. You know, you can't you can't use the playoffs as time to develop players. You got to use this time to... Send out your best guys and send out the guys you need to win the game. And, you know, if Grimes plays really well down the stretch, he could get minutes increased in the playoffs. But, you know, at the end of the day, I still think we're going to see a lot more heart quickly, guys like that. I think regardless of how Grimes plays, you're going to see more of that. You're going to see more of, like, heart and quickly in the playoff games. But, you know, as Grimes continues to develop and, you know, as he, as long as, you know, the more he develops with us, come future years when we're, you know, a perennial playoff team, you know, he'll probably start get to get more significant minutes. And, you know, I'm excited to see that. But I'm also interested to see how they work around it this season because, you know, we got to focus on this season. Can't look too deep into the future right now. So, yeah, 100% agree. Right now, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks have to focus on uh, the Knicks have to focus on what they can control. They have to focus on, quite frankly, um, what what's in front of them, which is uh, right now what's in front of them is a West Coast of the last kind of three, the last three games of this West Coast trip and trying to just bounce back and trying to just do what they can to scratch and claw and um, get themselves into that fifth seed and get themselves help and make sure they're healthy and ready for a postseason run that will certainly be plenty of fun for the New York Knicks. But with that being said, thank you guys so much for supporting us. You guys have been great with support lately. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you guys again so much. You guys can follow us on our social medias. We have a TikTok, an Instagram, and a Twitter. Uh, you guys also know we have a YouTube. That's how you're watching this most likely. Uh, and uh, with that being said, our Twitters are above our heads. And we will see you guys next episode. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Peace out.